0: It's time for JT the
1: Brick. The Raiders need a wake-up call right now. If you don't progress and get better, they will cut you or trade you. You don't throw the ball out of bounds when you're down eight. There is no excuse for that. Everybody knows that my philosophy is to play faster. Don't huddle up when you don't need to huddle up. Make the play simpler. Run simpler plays and run them faster. Run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys got to go home. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Give the ball to Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter and Michael Mayer. I don't care who the sixth receiver is. JT the Brick. Too many people are getting comfortable. Smarter faster more explosive players who are disruptors everything that you could read that was negative and wasn't positive in this game i gave you in the first five minutes of the show and i do it five days a week on my radio show there's no sugar coating here you're a raider fan act like it. get behind the team and now uh uh-oh here's jt the brick JT, back with you. We'll get to the press conference momentarily. It just started. We'll cue it up so you can hear it on the flagship Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. and on the Raiders mobile app. Antonio Pierce and uh, Champ Kelly are about to uh, talk to the media here as it's getting underway. So, momentarily, we'll go out to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Opportunity. And we'll get a feel for what's happening here, and we'll get going. So, breaking news today, uh, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, no longer with the organization, along with Mick Lombardi. And uh, we'll get you out to there as soon as Bobby tells us we're ready to go. And then we'll take your phone calls on the other side. Kevin Bollinger will join us from Fox 5. We'll talk to him coming up. And there's a lot of reaction today. There's a lot of emotion today. There's a lot of fans who you know, are happy about the move. There's other fans that are kind of taking it step by step. Let's go back out, and let's check into the press conference.
2: Yep. Uh, thank you, first and foremost. Um, thank you to Mr. Davis, uh, Josh McDaniels, Dave, Patrick Graham, for bringing me here and giving me this opportunity. Uh, it's never easy when you lose a, a teammate, a coworker, uh, somebody that you're close with. Um, we take that very seriously. Uh, There's lives and families that's affected by this, and we understand that. Um, But it's a new day. It's a new chapter. It's a new era. It's a new mindset. What is that mindset? It's that of the Raider pride, the commitment to excellence, and making sure our alumni, our fan base, and Raider Nation are proud of what they see on the field. What does that look like? Tough, passionate, effort. Energy, that enthusiasm that you see when we all watched our kids and these young men who are now pro athletes play with Aaron Pop Warner, having that love for the game. We're on the same page, champ and myself. Our staff is connected. We had a great team meeting this morning. Everybody was still eyed and focused. We walked in with a smile on our face. The synergy, the energy in this building, and the personality of our players will reflect on who we are as Raiders. This is a great opportunity for myself. I'm humbled, I'm honored, and I don't take it lightly. I'm sure there will be questions about why, how. Those all get answered. But this is about the players, this is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization, and we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag and a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it, and a product on the field is something we're proud of.
3: I had a a few things um, before we move forward. You know, again, to Josh McDaniels, Laura, and the kids, David Ziegler, Carissa, um, and the kids, um, I love you all dearly. So much respect for you. Um, My thoughts and prayers are with you, and I'm forever grateful. Um, For those of you who know me, You guys have seen me with my three daughters. Like they are my everything. Um, Today, my middle child turns 10. Her name is Chloe. So happy birthday, Chloe. Today, you are my favorite daughter. Um, They are the best parts of me. To my wife, Stephanie, like I'm not here without your support. Like she's a real GM um, and I love her dearly. Although the circumstances are not ideal, there's always like an opportunity and difficulties. I couldn't be prouder to accept this opportunity as an interim general manager for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm so eager and excited to get to work. To Mark Davis, Sandra Morgan, Larry Dilson, you know, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for this opportunity. I promise you that I won't squander the moment. Make no mistake. I'm prepared for this position. I believe in the power of intercessory prayer. I know people all over the country um, are praying for me in this moment. I received so much support from colleagues, GMs across the league, uh, former players, coaches, advisors, family, friends, You know my champ camp warriors. Like I promise you, I'll get back to you. I'm one of those guys that when I see the little dot of miss messages, I gotta go through all of them. So I promise um, to get back to you. You know, I'm prepared for this because I know what I don't know. Like, there will be hiccups. It won't be perfect. But I'm wise enough to know that God equips those he calls. I'm perfectly imperfect, but I know the source. To Raider Nation, in the squad meeting this AM, we talked about committing to three things. Trust, pride, and poise. We talked about having a commitment to excellence we talked about confidence, you know, just winning, you know, we're going to put our blinders on and we're going to run our own race. Like we don't get to pick the terrain. There will be hills. There will be potholes. We got to run on some pebbles. Um, And the race is not always won by the swift or the strong, but it's won by those who who persevere. You know, to our fans, I hear your concerns. I share your frustrations. You know, we're going to work to present to you a product worthy of your support. Thank you for sticking with us. I look forward to seeing you fill up Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. With this, i open up for questions.
0: Antonio, you just uh, outlined um, a mantra and a a mindset that you want this team to be about. Uh, What can you do that... To immediately get that message across to the players that that's what they put out on the field on Sunday.
2: Yeah, one is empowering your coaches and your players in the building to have the dialogue and openness and accountability and the trust and respect for one another. where we can start to make change. That's first and foremost. It starts when we walk in this building. Enjoying and loving the fact that you're a Raider. Embracing the fact that you're a Raider. Loving the fact that you're next to your brother. When you start doing those things, you start playing together, that, that, that energy and what I talked about with those guys, the synergy in the building, now we have a connection. And now we can start growing for that. But at the end of the day, you understand, just like I do, it's a production-based business. We have to produce. We have to play hard for 61 minutes, which we'll do. And we have to play with the effort that everybody's used to the Raider Nation playing with. Just on a human level, how do
4: you go about compartmentalizing You know, thoughts that you may have about you know, obviously, this team is going to be in a situation after this season where they're looking for a new coach, a new GM, with focusing on the present, but also maybe thinking forward to those types of things to maybe be considered for those
3: openings. The, the reality for for me is, you know, Tayshon is, I'm focusing on one day at a time. Like, you know, he, we we said we're team, no sleep. Right? <laughs> we talked late last night. Woke up early this morning. Got together, excited to bring this vision together. But we're not looking forward to tomorrow. That tomorrow worry about itself. We're focusing on the now. Um, You know, our team is focusing on the now. Those players are focusing on right now, and that's all we have.
4: Antonio, when when you uh, got into coaching, was was this a goal of yours to eventually become a head coach? And what does this opportunity mean to you on a personal
2: level? Yeah, I've been fortunate. You know, I've played at a high level. Went all the way back to my roots and coached at Long Beach Poly High School as a head coach there was at uh, the New York Giants in 2017 and then, you know, college for four years and had opportunities to leave and go to other organizations. I decided not to. Um, The short story, the matter of fact, is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. talking straight out of Compton, Mm -hmm. rocking Raider hats. So when opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way.
4: How surreal is it going to be to coach your first NFL game hmm. against the team that you won a Super Bowl with as a player?
2: How about that? Couldn't write it up, um, but it's not Antonio Pierce versus the New York Giants, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Giants coming into our house. Much needed win for us. We've had two ugly losses. It's time to change that. Uh, we're in the second half of the season. It doesn't matter what or who Antonio Pierce played for. It's about the Las Vegas Raiders. Those players understand that. It's about them. It ain't about me.
4: Yeah, these things happen every year throughout the league, not often on a short week in the middle of a season. When you understood this was happening or got the call, were you surprised?
3: Um, was definitely surprised. Um, I don't think, you know, we, we saw it coming. Um, you know, but I plan every day of my life uh, to be prepared for any situation. Um, you know, putting my trust in the Lord and allowing him to guide me, right? So whenever these situations arise, like fully confident that, you know, he will equip me um, and we're ready to roll. Antonio, you obviously bring a certain level of intensity
5: um, to the table. And I'm wondering, you're very demonstrative, very expressive. And I'm wondering if that's the kind of fit the team really will respond to and needs at this point.
2: We had a good team meeting this morning, had a full house, and I think I had everybody's attention, I had their eyes. I'm not a long-winded person. I'm not going to give you a dialogue or write an essay. I get right to the point. It's black and white. You know how I feel when I walk out the door. I've been around these guys for two years now as a linebacker coach, and I made my presence known both in the linebacker room, the defensive line room, the quarterback room, the running back room, I'm a former player. I touch former players. I can relate to them. I've done the same things they've done. I've walked the same paths they walked. I felt the same pain they felt. So there's nothing or any emotional ride or roller coaster that they haven't gone through this year or over the two years I've been with them that I haven't felt. And my personality, one last thing my personality will come out and reflect on this team. And hopefully we see that on Sunday.
0: Antonio, talking to players, they yeah. sometimes look around and say, there's just too much talent on this team for it to be this difficult and to be struggling the way they've been struggling. Uh, do you share that sentiment that the answers are in that locker room and that that can get unlocked?
2: One question. No question about it. I mean, we can talk about players. We can go down our roster and you say, wow, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You look at our old line. You look at our quarterback. You look at the way our tight ends playing. Defensively, how are we playing? We've been really well on special teams throughout the season. It's funny what a little belief and um, confidence. confidence gives a group. And, and this is just what we're going to believe and what we're about. is about them being themselves. I told them when they walk in this door, I need to feel them. They're going to feel me 100%. But I got to feel them. I need that personality. This building needs personality. When we walk in here, everybody in here should be smiling. We all got a job. We're doing something. We're covering the greatest game in the world, the National Football League. And if you're not excited about that, there's something wrong with it there a lack of excitement before? I mean, being that that's something that needed to be addressed, what was the atmosphere like before? Um, I, I don't think that it was not addressed. It just you got to embrace it, Coach. and it's being embraced now. Coach, congratulations first of Thank all. You. Congratulations to both of you, and happy birthday to your daughter. Appreciate it. Um, a quick question: When you talk about personalities and this being so
1: human, what was the reaction of the players when you you know gave them the news? Obviously, you're all smiling mm-hmm. as. You say you want us all to smile. It's been a few weeks; we're all kind of difficult to smile. Yes. And so, what was their reaction like? And what do you think is the
2: priority moving forward towards the New York Giants, other than winning the game, obviously? Right. I mean, why, why, this what? What are you mad about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just, I just said it. Like we're we're playing a kids' game. We're gonna pay millions of dollars to do it. We're fortunate to play for an alumni base. A owner, a fan base that, like, live and die, Raiders. Yeah. And when we walk in that stadium, it's it's got to be electric. And I, what I told these guys is it's simple, man. Listen, who knows? I, I'm not promising we're going to go undefeated. I'm not promising, you know, we're going to you know redo the record books. But I am promising this. We're going to have fun doing it. And I know when you start having fun and you guys start believing in one another and they start really engaging in each other and believing in what the coaches are telling them, and understand it's in their best interest, and we we are in this together. When you put the "we" aspect and us and team into it, it changes all that from the eyes. What
0: are your thoughts on the quarterback position going forward?
2: It'll be Aiden going for it.
0: Well, why, why Aiden?
2: We just feel like this is the best chance.
4: What was the reaction like in the locker room when you made that announcement?
2: Very supportive. Yeah,
3: the guys are rallying behind him. They're excited to watch him, you know, get his opportunity. Like I was there as AP was speaking to the to the team, and you know he had their eyes. There was an energy that was that was you know tangible um, in the room. There was a true excitement, um, and and guys are geared up to 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 prepare for this weekend.
4: How much does it help that coach obviously played in the in the league and did it at the highest level and has, has a
3: ring to prove it? I, I mean, there's no better um, no better form of teaching than modeling. <clears throat> right? So this guy did put on those pads. He strapped it up. He played at high level football games. They know that he's carried himself just like this every single day, authentically himself. Right. And that's what we promised these guys. Like we're going to be honest. We're going to be authentic. Like God is never going to bl- bl- bless who you pretend to be. Right. And so we're going to be ourselves in this situation. We're going to have fun with it. Um, and I think they were excited to hear that. What do you, Chrissy? are you court coordinator? I'm sorry. What do you, was talking about? offensive coordinator?
2: What do you see? Uh, I mean, we talked about it. I mean, the key thing is we just talked about a lot of weapons on our team and how to get to them. We're gonna start a young quarterback. Got to protect him. Last outing, we didn't protect him very well. Didn't protect the football. So it's gonna go to that. For our whole entire offensive, you know, turnover-free football. Get back to playing that kind of style of football where you kind of impose your will and play with ill intent. And you can do that with offense. You can do that with skill guys. I mean, we got Jacoby Byers. If you had not watched him crack a receiver, excuse me, a defensive back or a linebacker, you're crazy. He's not afraid to throw it in there. So, And we got still the, one of the best running backs in the game. And he understands that. and He knows his role and what's going to happen going forward, and that's what's going to help the quarterback.
0: Antonio, so your defense has been playing well so far this season. What do you expect from them moving forward?
2: More. More. I mean, we got to create turnovers. We got to stop these long drives. Penalties have been the biggest thing that's kind of hurt us in those situations. I mean, we've had great moments, and we had other moments like, what the hell? Right, so just being consistent, first and foremost, you know, being a defensive player, you stop the run, man. You build that wall. We make it one dimensional, and like I tell Max, go eat, go eat, party at the quarterback, and let's celebrate and have fun doing it. So, um, what I like to see those guys keep doing, and Patrick Graham, let loose. Pin your ears back, let the dogs loose, and like you know, when when the Raiders are rolling on defense, you guys see it. It comes through the TV. Max Crosby's energy is—I'm trying to match his today, you know—and I got to match that for the next ten to twelve weeks. What up?
0: um, You know, we see what we see on Sundays, but then there's your side of the building or upstairs. Um, How would that go with with the staff that you now oversee?
3: Right. We've put together some, you know, the the fortunate part is I've been here, you know, since since the beginning. And so we've put together some, you know, some very good practices and policies, um, you know, for evaluating players and acquiring players. So we feel confident. Uh, with the people that we have doing the job we feel comfort, um, confident in the processes so you know it's it's more status quo um, on our end um, the guys are excited to work um they're excited to keep grinding um, and they've been given the same mandate you walk into this building appreciative with a smile we want to have positive energy and, and 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 they're gonna do that and we're gonna we're gonna you know capitalize off of it.
4: Some of the members of the locker room have been in this situation before. Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, back in in 2021 when John Green resigned resigned, on, through the season. Is it helpful at all just when it comes to keeping the locker room together and, and
2: informing them how to handle it that they've sort of been through this in the past? Yeah, we, we talked about that last week as a team. And a couple guys brought that up that's been here. They've been through this. They understand what it's like, a coaching change in the middle of the season. And I'm relying on our leaders to lead. You know, I'm, I'm coming here with the, the, the game plan. This is the picture that we're trying to paint. But they got to carry it throughout. The best teams that I've ever been on as a player or as a coach, player ran. Player ran. Bottom line Devontae knows what it is. Max Crosby knows what it is. Robert Splaine knows what it is. Our captains and leaders know what it takes. They got to go out there and do it. And they got to carry that message and make sure that resonates. And we block out all this outside noise because we're going to get some over the next you know, 72 plus hours. That is just us against the world. And that's our mentality going to be right now us against the world. Raider Nation against everybody else.
0: You, there's still nine games left on the schedule. And no, you're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. So um, do those immediate goals become the bigger goals as well? Or are you looking at the big picture or just week to week now?
2: Trying to get through today. Trying to get through this media conference, this press conference right now. It's, it's been a whirlwind. I'll be honest. You know, you're know, you not prepared for this. I mean, you don't. You don't yeah, I, I was doing my D.C. notes the other day, you know, and, and all of a sudden you get a phone call and, and are you crazy to turn down this opportunity? To work with Champ Kelly? No, to work with the staff and the players we got. We got. We have the team. We have the people in this building. We have the players in this building to win. We just got to go do it. Enough talk. Enough sitting here having these little clicks in the corner. That's why I told the guys, put the goddamn pads on. Let's go out there and work tomorrow and practice, and let's get to it. Bottom line, and let's see where the results go on Sunday. And also from a
6: personal standpoint,
0: you probably have a lot of people back in California uh, that are what do you think they're – I mean, I'm sure you've talked to a bunch of them, but there's got to be a great re- uh, um, response by your family members and friends
2: back there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ticket requests. I, do, I don't know. We can pack the stadium up. I need another 20,000. Know, <laughs> but uh, we'll be fine. Look, Ra- Radiation does a great job. They come wherever we go. They travel well. Uh, we got a big test this week with the Giants coming to town. A great opportunity for us to get a fresh start and get back on a winning track. Okay, we'll get everybody in here. Let's go. Adam, Heidi, Chris, Paul, Q. Coach, you talked about what you wanted to see from your offense. How much of a challenge is it from now with the influence Josh had on offense from now until Sunday to kind of get the plan together and what you guys want to do and accomplish? Yeah, I started this press conference by saying it. New day, new month, new chapter, new mindset. So whatever we did in the past, doesn't matter. I wish I could say we're 0-0. We're not, but we're approaching it that way. We're approaching the way Bo went in there today, the offense. I spoke with those gentlemen um, they know exactly the task and the plan going forward, and what kind of offense we want to portray. And you know, you know, are you going to sit there and rip up the whole playbook? No, but you better go to your key guys. I'm not a fool. I'm a player. Remember, I was a player before I was a coach. Player ran business.
3: I've had the privilege. Of, I've had the privilege of working with Bo in three different buildings now. He's not afraid of the moment. You know, so we're confident in him, and he's going to be authentically himself in this situation. So you'll see Bo.
5: Coach, like you mentioned, as a player, right, you had various experiences with
0: several coaches throughout the years and working at Arizona State as well. Is there any particular person who had an influence on you and how you approached your coaching style?
2: Too many to name. You know, I was fortunate to play with two other, other, um, other organizations, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, Marvin Lewis, Joe Gibbs, Greg Williams, Steve Spagnuolo, and Tom Coughlin, and then finish it off with Herm Edwards. So what you're going to see from AP is a, kind of a chameleon of all those guys put together, you know, along with my personality. But I've learned so much uh, through my time of either as a player, as a coach going through the ranks. I mean, probably the biggest thing I got over the last, you know, 16 or so hours is, you know, text messages from them gentlemen. And I'm so appreciative of them because there is no AP without them. The knowledge, the support, the love they gave me when I was a young rookie are an opportunity to get into the coaching world. Um, I'm forever grateful.
4: This is a question for both of you guys. You mentioned the team meeting that you
2: had last week, and it's a player-driven business. How much do you think it helped to hear from the players what was going on in their minds in that meeting? It was good. It was direct. It was blunt. It was needed. And everybody heard them. Everybody in the building heard them. The good thing about when you allow that to happen, you know, you got to sit there and you got to brace yourself. Sometimes you don't want to hear it. You know, there's probably going to be a moment I ain't going to want to hear that kind of stuff. But you've got to have thick skin, and you can't take it too personal. It's an emotional business. These men in that locker room go through hell and back to get dressed and play every Sunday. We're on a short week this week. Guys are nicked up, banged, and bruised. They get up there, they put their cape on, they become a superhero again. So what they said was loud and clear. My message to them echoed their statements from that day, and we'll continue to grow from that. I think,
3: I, I think what's, what's good about that, Q, is, um, you know, I think what we have to do here um, in these next, these next weeks is just to create a culture where it's safe to have those conversations. Like, we want the truth. We're going to give them the truth. It's, it's, it's going to be real, and it's going to be raw, and it's going to be uncut, right? And so that's the type of environment that we want. I think that's where you thrive at. Like, we build a community that has to be conflict. You know, but there also has to be commitment, right, and extreme communication. And so if we have those three things, you know, we can have success.
1: it up with Chris Paul. Coach, I was just wondering, you seem like an enthusiastic, excited guy, at the interim head coach now. Was there a point when, when even yourself, when you were with the players, you are seeing them day in, day out, where you said, oh, this thing's starting to spiral out of control, it's not working, something's got to be done, and it, it was done, but could you almost kind of sense that something was happening need to be made?
2: Well, you just knew the last two weeks, we weren't ourselves. Uh, Obviously, I was a bit on focus on the defensive side of the ball, coaching the linebacker, so my focus was there. But you could just sense as a team, you could feel the aura in the building, you could feel the aura in the locker room, and when you're around the guys. So, uh, did I have a good sense of it? Yes. Was it my place to talk about it and discuss with anybody? No.
4: Champ, you, you were uh, in Denver 2009, 2010, so you had to kind of be part of that cleanup effort there after what had happened. How does that? How do you lean on that similar situation here to, to get things going rolling here?
3: Yeah, I've been through a few of them, unfortunately, so that wasn't the only one. Um, you know, just focus on communication, like sympathetic because here's the reality, like You know, most people see us on Sundays. They see, you know, guys in helmets, pass. They see coaches on the sideline that they think don't have lives outside of here. Right. The reality of it is, you know, their families involved, their wives who are planning. Like, my kids have to go to school today and, you know, learn about a situation where, you know, we don't know what's next. Right. Like, the, the Josh McDaniels family, David Ziegler's family, like, what's next? Like so, there's a reality of that that goes on anytime you have transition um, and change, and so sympathy um, to everyone's um, you know space and their situation, um, but extreme communication so people can relieve some of the uncertainty that they have, um, and then after that you just attack the moment with confidence, and so that's the stage that we are in right
1: now.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, John.
1: We are back here, and initial reaction of the press conference here on the flagship of the Raiders. You heard Champ Kelly say at the end uh, the respect he had for Coach McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, and he went out of his way to say that again. This is a big family; he's a big part of their family. As we say goodbye to them, you could you could te- you could hear the human element of Champ as he went out of his way to say that multiple times. Oh, my God, with Antonio Pierce, NWA, Compton, Raiders, born into the Raiders. I mean, this guy is fired up. I've seen a lot of coaches when they come in, they're all fired up. They all become head coaches, interim head coaches or not, all of them. That's something different. That's something different right there. Okay? Uh, He is really, really over the top ready for this, and he didn't guarantee anything. He'll just have him ready to play. And the intensity level and the most honest, you know, very honest guys, both of them. But what he said there, and I think Vinny asked the question or it might have been Q, whoever did, about what about the last couple of weeks. And they weren't themselves the last two weeks. Josh McDaniels was relieved of his services because of the last two weeks. He would still be here. The loss at Chicago, the loss and the way they lost at Chicago, the way they lost on Monday Night Football is the reason why, part of the reason and most of the reason why Mark Davis made a change. That that way of executing and not executing the offense will not be tolerated. There was a coaching change because of that. Now Antonio Pierce is going to let him have fun. Did you hear that? Let him have fun. There's going to be different changes. Not that the other side was awful, but it's going to be a different style because Antonio Pierce watched it. He lived it and he wants to do it his way. And I think everybody's really fired up on that. Your phone calls the rest of the way. Also, Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5, their sports director, 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by the DeCastaverdi Law Group, 702-222-9999. If you get into an accident, Orlando and Alex DeCastaverdi, my guys, to help you when you're in harm's way. You need the best representatives in all of Vegas. It's the DeCastaverdi Law Group.
5: 1 a.m. Eastern time was when the announcement came, although my understanding about 9.45, uh, a little after that was when the staff meeting happened in Las Vegas informing the members of the staff that Josh McDaniels had in fact been fired as head coach before his second season, actually the second time in his career that an organization had fired him before he finished his second season, the first time in NFL history, that happened, and that was not all. Dave Ziegler, the general manager who came in with Josh McDaniels, Also fired with owner Mark Davis putting out a statement last night. Again, 1 a.m. while some of us were sleeping, missing phone calls may or may not have been telling us this was happening. He released a statement saying after much thought about what the Raiders need to move forward, he decided to part ways with Josh and Dave. He thanks them both for their hard work and wishes them and their families nothing but the best, which I guess is nice to say after you just fired someone. But a new start for the Las Vegas Raiders. Antonio Pierce. Remember him? Former Giants linebacker, leader on the field. He now is the leader in the locker room. The interim coach and then Champ Kelly, respected personnel guy who's been assistant GM with the Raiders, actually came in with Dave Ziegler. He is now the assistant GM. My understanding is Mark Davis had some meetings with veterans over the course of the past couple weeks or week or so asking him about the culture, did not like the responses he got about what was happening, and decided, in part, using that information to make some drastic moves.
1: All right, that's Ian reports reporting. JT back with you as we continue on, brought to you by the 872 Laborers, led by Tommy White, building the city on time and on budget, thanks to the 872. So a couple of things on my timeline. I got the call last night before this was announced. They let me in on it. I knew about it before I went to bed. Wasn't going to put anything out out of respect to Antonio Pierce. I think uh, part of my job as the, the guy who interviews the coach and does this is to let the coach, let the coach have the stage first. Well, he just had it and he knocked it out of the park. That was a grand slam with four people on, eight people on, it felt like. That was unbelievable. So Antonio Pierce has played at the highest level, won a Super Bowl, has coached, and now he gets an opportunity of a lifetime. I've talked to other GMs over the years that have been hired and lost their job for whatever reason, and they all told me the same thing about their wives, their kids, and why they took the job. They took the job because it's one of the 32. It's an NFL job. You take it. When you get the call, when you get the call, you take it. You don't hesitate. Now, there are some people like Nick Saban who will get a call or another coach that will get a call, and they'll turn down a job. And Josh McDaniels had a lot of opportunity to leave, to go to Indianapolis, to go to other teams. He chose the Raiders because he and David Ziegler thought they had the best opportunity under owner Mark Davis to get the Raiders back to where they needed to be. Mark felt that. I felt that. The coach did. The GM, it didn't work. So that's where we're at. It didn't work. It it failed. And now you go on to these guys who are much closer than I was with Dave Ziegler, Mick Lombardi, and especially Josh McDaniels. And you could hear it in Champs' voice. You can tell the emotion of Champ Kelly because of his relationship with the coach and especially Dave Ziegler. That's a tough day for him as everybody's blowing up his Apple Watch telling him congratulations. He doesn't feel like it's a congratulation day because he, he's hurting for his friends. For the coach, that guy's hardcore. That guy knows knows where he's at right now, and he went full-blown raider. Okay? He went full-blown ass kicking Raider at his only press conference as the interim head coach of anything in his life other than a high school team. And he said, I'm ready for this. I'm a Raider and I'm ready to go. I like when that happens. When you have a stage, when you have a microphone, when you have a presence, you got to take advantage of the room. And I interviewed Josh McDaniels more than anyone here. And he gave it his best shot. He couldn't run a press conference like that, nor should he. That wasn't his strength. I gave Antonio Pierce behind the scenes was ready for this moment. The moment is now, and now he's, now he's got to get the players to react. And if the players are ready to react, then they'll play hard for him. And I think they will. And it'll be a shotgun of adrenaline, as I said earlier today. So I found out about it last night, got up in the morning, raced over to the facility. We did Raiders round table. We did that. I spoke to Rich Gannon. I went on his show. Then the owner, Mark Davis called me. I spoke to Mark for about 20 minutes, and he gave me clarity on his decision and why he came to that decision. Took the high road, as always, about wishing them well. But what Mark Davis saw in the last couple of weeks was unacceptable. And the reason this decision was made, the reason the decision was made was the ineptness of the offense. And Jimmy Garoppolo just got benched by the head coach right there in front of the Raider Nation. And for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I don't know if he'll ever play again. Dan Orlowski just said now on NFL Live, he doesn't believe that Jimmy will ever play for the Raiders again because of some injury clauses in the contracts or guarantees. I am not privy to the contract and those deals. It will come out from the insiders. But everyone in Raider Nation wants to get behind this kid, Aiden O'Connell. And I didn't think it would happen this time. The plan wasn't to get him up to speed this quick. Uh, It was the coach. And the offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi and Josh McDaniels to prepare Aiden O'Connell to be ready. And hopefully the good to come out of this, the good to come out of this is that Josh McDaniels, who has a great track record of getting young quarterbacks ready, got this young kid ready as Antonio Pierce, the defensive head coach now, is going to lean on Aiden O'Connell to be ready to play. And hopefully Mick Lombardi and what coach McDaniels did fast forwarded this kid at practice and film study and being in the room with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm sure Jimmy's going to be the first guy in and last one to leave with Aiden O'Connell to get him ready to play, man, the last 16, 17 hours have been wild. I'm going to get to everybody here uh, in order because there's been people waiting a long time. I'll get to everyone before the end of the show. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. Uh, get, go ahead and please uh, go quick. What's happening?
4: Yeah, um, I just want to start off and just, uh, you know, give a big thank you to Mark Davis and a lot of respect. I know it took a lot of gumption to do what he did, but um, first of all, I just want to tip my hat to Mark Davis and just say thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, you know, I want to revisit something that uh, the great John Madden said back in the day, uh, essentially talking about players, uh, NFL players, and how they're artists and how you can't take away their artistic abilities. You've got to figure out a way to get their best artistic abilities out of those players. That was true back then, but I think that's even more so true in today's uh, day and uh, era because I think some of the old-school style of leadership doesn't always work. Um, You know, I love John Gruden, uh, what happened to him, how he got canceled, all that is really frustrating to me because I think we had a plan. I think it would have worked out. Uh, I think some draft picks were missed because of COVID and not being able to interview uh, certain players and things like that. But nevertheless, that ship has probably sailed. But what I've always said is whoever's going to be our coach, it's got to be a Raider. Um, What this coach just presented with us, I mean, this dude bleeds silver and black. And you're right, he's a hardcore Raider fan. We we need someone like that, someone that could be a player's coach. And I I think this guy might have it. So I'm excited to see what he does. And then the general manager, uh, Champ Kelly, uh, I've always liked him, especially uh, last year in his interviews. And I hope we keep him. Uh, I hope we get Josh Jacobs a contract and keep the players we have. We do not build this thing. We just need to regroup and figure out a way of what's going to be best for the Raiders moving forward. But I, I think we have a lot of good pieces in place and mm-hmm. we don't need to completely hit the reset button. So, again, thank you, Mark Davis. Thank you so much. And
1: let's go, Raiders. Thank you. Let's go speed brick it in and get out. Mikey in Staten, Italy. who well, Mikey, has the over. Put a lot of money on the Raiders over six and a half. I, I think you're feeling good about this today, Mikey. Uh, yes, I am, JT. We'll get to that in a second.
7: But let me just give you a little background on Ontario, please. The greatest Super Bowl upset in my eyes, I didn't see the Jets win the Super Bowl, but was when the, Jets, the Giants beat the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots, mm-hmm. and he was the heart and soul of that middle linebacker. He was the one that told them to play the last game of the season. He was very outspoken about that, and it carried out in the Super Bowl when we beat the Patriots. So that's the type of guy you got leading, your, leading the Raiders into war come this weekend against the Giants. Jake Keith, they got to win the next two games. They got to get to five and five. I don't mind if they get to five and seven. And then after the bye week, we have four out of five winnable games. But you've got a great coach, a great move by Mr. Davis. Uh, I was blessed to get introduced to him by you. And I know what a good family guy he is. So this is a difficult day. This isn't a congratulations day for him. But this is a great day for Raider Nation. Because I honestly believe Pierce is the guy to get us there.
1: Thank you, Mike. Appreciated. appreciate it. Vic Tafer quote, tweeting, Antonio Pierce grew up in Compton. Quote, I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. taken straight out of Compton, rocking Raider hats. I could picture fans sitting up and pumping their fists when he said that. Uh, that was a fiery, fiery introduction right there. Raider man, go ahead quick. Good to get you up here. Your reaction today.
6: I try to squeeze it in. I trying to make a call, but I wanted to say I was happy for AP. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go 100 miles and running with the team. And I'm hopeful for Chip Kelly. I mean, because uh, it's time for, you know, Champ Kelly, sorry to screw up his name, but, I mean, it's time for some fresh blood and he's already in-house, so that's a comforting feeling for me because uh, we're growing into this thing. and We've we got a lot of seasons to go, so it's hopeful, and I like to be hopeful and faithful with my brand. Raiders, Raiders is everything to me, man. I, mean, I want to be highly encouraging. i Mike Davis, as he's growing through everything that he's growing through in his life, and I want to dedicate the Raider Oath to my brand-new coach because we've been battered and bruised, and we've moved and come back. But our colors don't change. We're silver and black, and and this commitment to excellence starts up every year, and no powers on earth will drown out this cheer. So I pledge allegiance to the flag of our mighty silver and black and unto these colors for which it stands. Raider Nation, under a groove with free speech and liberty, remember the tools. He who has ears, let him hear. I hereby declare I am a Raiders fan. Holler if you hear me like my dude 211 will ever say, I
1: am a Raider fan! Always gets me when Raider man says, remember the twos in the oath. Whenever he pauses and says, remember the twos. John Matuzak. All right, when we come back, Kevin Bollinger outside the press conference, sports director at Fox 5, and we'll get through this show. And we have a big one tomorrow. Got a big event at Allegiant Stadium with the great Rod Woodson. Tomorrow night and then Friday, we are live from La Casa Cigars, Tivoli Village. You know where it is, Tivoli Village. It's great. Come by noon to two. Have a cigar, a beverage, a cocktail, whatever you want, and hang out with me at La Casa Cigars.
7: Greg Reynolds checks in in the backfield. Two tight ends, tight to the formation to the right. Goff, three-step drop, looking left. Now rolls out of the pocket, throws near side,
4: and it's picked off! Marcus Peters down the near sideline at the 50! Peters at the 40! Gets away from Goff at the 20! Peters at the 10! Pick six, Raiders! Marcus Peters! They've been waiting for a big play all year, and he just brought one back to keep the Raiders
1: in the ball game. Jason Horowitz on the call. He's on the latest edition of Raiders Roundtable. I'd recommend going back and find that on YouTube and all your Raider platforms. Kevin Bollinger joins us, the sports director at Fox 5 at the press conference earlier. And Kevin, I've been asking everybody today, when did you get wind of this? What did you think before the announcement was made? And then after hearing Champ and Antonio uh, Pierce just speak to the media.
8: I think I, I heard what a lot of people did. It was around 10 o'clock last night uh, when we uh, first caught, caught wind of this, and uh, then things started uh, moving pretty quickly. And honestly, I was a little surprised more at the timing than anything else because you don't see NFL teams make coaching changes on a short week very often. Uh, I, I was trying to rack my brain into the last one that, that, that did so on a short week. Uh, so, so the timing really uh, uh, caught me off guard. Uh, the fact that it was done – uh, you could see things kind of building over the last couple of weeks, and then after listening to Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly speak uh, today, I mean Antonio Pierce uh, is, is is one of those guys that uh, you know I think everybody in in that room was was and watching uh, on on TV or wherever they were uh, out there was was ready to run through a wall. I mean that guy can can motivate some people, and I think that that's exactly what the Raiders need right now. Uh, I like the fact that he talked about. Uh, he was a player, and uh, it's time to to get the players uh, rolling and, and invested in that. And I, and I think it's going to bode well here for this team and, and how they come out into the field on Sunday at Allegiant.
1: Yeah, Kevin, you cover hockey too. And when we saw a couple of recent good coaches get let go by the Golden Knights, they end up winning a world championship. Gerard Gallant, Peter DeBoer—these are good coaches. They went on; they were not done. Uh, for Josh McDaniels, unfortunately, getting a new coach, I, I probably think this was his last opportunity uh, to coach in this league as a head coach. He's going to get a lot of money on the way out the door. But you know, if he got a mulligan again, I think what he would have done, and he did, he did things differently than Denver. He obviously knew he had to. He said that at his press conference. The offense never got going, and I did not believe that would be the reason he wouldn't be retained. It could have been the team in general, just something happened with scouting. They didn't get the right players, but I never thought that the offense would get to the point where they're arguably the worst in the league and now need a quarterback change with the quarterback that he and Dave brought in.
8: No question, and especially in year two in terms of getting the offense going. They brought in the guys that they wanted. They brought in people that knew the system uh, and and the fact that it did not translate to any type of offensive production on most uh, Sundays, uh, you know, was I think the, the thing that was maybe the most surprising out of all of this because uh, there are some guys there that can play in this league. And, and you know, it, it just blows me away that they have been able to do absolutely nothing Uh, especially here in the last couple of weeks, which has been really painful to watch uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I I, I agree with you. I, I think that that was the last thing I thought, especially in year two, bringing in the personnel that both he and Dave Ziegler wanted.
1: Yeah I really like Dave and a coach was good to me I got nothing bad to say about him neither neither these guys are great people great families their families are amazing this is a tough day whenever you have to say goodbye to people and eventually their families as they move on but let's get to the Giants because Antonio Pierce played for that team he made his bones with the Giants and a Super Bowl and I think the emotion is going to be very high I hope the Raiders play better playing freer but the emotion is going to be something they're going to have to keep an eye on it sounds like it's going to be over the top when they come out against the Giants they're going to have to play fast and they're going to have to protect this young quarterback don't you believe Kevin that's the key to this game the offensive line better show up now the head coach was just fired and the offensive line had something to do with it because they couldn't protect the quarterback and the offense didn't do well this offensive line's got to protect Aiden O'Connell
8: and I think that making the quarterback change is also the signal that you know look if, if this is going to be the future of the Raiders, you're either going to be a part of it or you're not. But you better protect what we're doing here with the future and taking a look at Aiden O'Connell. And I would love to be in the locker room to hear hear what he says to this team right before they take the field. Because I think uh, you know this guy is a motivator. But he made it very clear today in his news conference that it's not about Antonio Pierce versus the Giants. It is the Raiders versus the Giants. And what we have to remember is the Raiders aren't going to be the only desperate team coming into Allegiant Stadium. The Giants have Mm -hmm. been playing uh, poorly as well, and they know that that they're on the brink as well. We're going to see a very desperate New York Giants team, and Brian Daywell is going to have those guys fired up as well.
1: Thank you, Kevin. I know it was a quick turnaround there, but thanks for making time for us. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, JT. Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5. Vinny joined us. Got a lot of people that were uh, really busy today and found time. I think I interviewed eight or nine people today. Uh, all very quickly who have found time in their schedules today, especially on Raiders Roundtable. So I really appreciate that. And I want to thank all the listeners, all the callers. Look, we've been on a bumpy road. Uh, Myself, the callers, social media. This has been pretty crazy here this season. And I want to end the show by, again, uh, thanking the former coach, the former GM, the former OC for the time they gave me, the professionalism and wish them all the best going forward. Welcome in Antonio Pierce as the new interim head coach, Champ Kelly, as the interim GM, and give them all the support that I can on the radio and try to get the listeners and the Raider Nation to get behind them and hopefully get a win on Sunday. Tomorrow we'll get to the Giants in the preview. I got an insider from the New York side, and we'll talk more to our regularly scheduled guests. Q's got a big show. He's been up all night dealing with this too and putting together a lot of content and great guests. Thanks to Bobby, who kind of tried to thread this needle today i got a podcast coming up jt and looney wherever you get your podcast at jt and looney that's coming up i'm going to knock that out here in about an hour have a great day everyone
0: thanks guys